0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Hello, welcome inside Hour 2, The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Hit us up on Twitter at HowAboutAFresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Uh, thanks to Michael Lee for stopping by last hour on the show. We got more NBA on the way, including the latest on Anthony Davis, who now looks like he's only going to be out for a month after that injury the other night. I mean, only but- a month. Well, it, looks, it looked awful. It looked, it looked like one of those injuries that, oh, my my God, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. His, his ankle turned. I think the guy's made of rubber. You know, because we have this happen like five times a year. Look at that injury by ADO. He's not coming back for a while. And then he's back out of the locker room in five minutes. I mean, that looks really, really bad.
2: It was a sprained ankle. Was a badly sprained ankle. A month is a long time. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I, he's helped by the all-star break. You know, here, here's the thing. What's, what's interesting about Anthony Davis, a friend of mine, um, Who's in the Lakers organization told me, which is when LeBron like last year he had the high ankle sprain and they're like, "Yo, man, you're gonna be out two to four High ankle sprains are hard, probably four weeks. LeBron is every day treatment guy at the house as well. Back in two weeks, whereas technically a- a- Anthony Davis is a guy like, "Oh, I'm out four weeks. I'll see you in four weeks," and nobody <laughs> sees, <or, laughs> sees <or> her. <laughs> so that's. That's 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 Like it's a vacation. It's a long time for a sprained <laughs> ankle. It's a badly sprained ankle, but it's a it's a long time and we'll we we'll, it'll be interesting to see when he comes back and if the Lakers can keep it together by the time he gets back. Sorry, g- keep going. You were vamping. I apologize.
1: No, no, no. No, it's all good. It's just it, – it, I, I, it, when, when that happened, you saw the way his, the side of his ankle hit the floor. And I'm like, okay, this is – he's done for – we're not seeing him again. Like, we're not going to see him again until the fall. Or maybe put, we don't see him off, as a Jason, Laker again. He didn't
2: break his leg in half. He sprained his ankle. Yeah, but he's – but AD is not the guy is, – is not the,
1: uh, uh, you know, Mr. Slim Goodbody stay in shape all the time. Something like that. I'm like, no, okay, no, that's going to no, keep him out forever.
2: No question. But I, I, I think – I, that, that's what a badly sprained ankle looks like that's that that's what it looks like you're you know you, you turn that thing badly it was bad it was bad do we see him yeah. in a month do you think we see him in a month or are we yes. not going to see him in a month yes we'll see but we'll see him in
1: what one, one month from the day okay i'm out a month one month of the day i'm here
2: yes <laughs> yes see, i'll see you in a month
1: okay <laughs> well that's, month. you told me you'd see me i'm here i'm, I'm back i'm reporting <laughs> yeah uh Big stuff out of the NFL yesterday. I uh, probably saw this headline that the Packers, hey, please, Aaron Rodgers, please stay, uh, hired Tom Clements as their quarterback coach. Now, Tom Clements is probably a name you've seen over the course of the past 30 years, very highly regarded, one of the biggest quarterback gurus in National Football League history, and a guy that Rodgers has long credited with his development during his early days in the league. Tom Clements has worked with a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of successful guys. And here's Aaron Rodgers now getting Tom Clements, who's coming out. Out of retirement because he's sixty-eight uh, to come and coach quarterbacks with the Packers. And now clearly, here's an olive branch for Aaron Rodgers as hopefully things thaw. Now I, I know, Doug, there's something bigger that the f- that the Packers can do to clinch him coming back. But do, do you buy this that that this is the hey we, we really want to uh, mend fences with Aaron Rodgers? We're going to do some things here publicly that uh, are going to help that along the way.
2: Yes, yes, I I think you know if you if you uh, if you track what's been going on in Green Bay right where the reports were that Aaron Rodgers stayed around Green Bay a little bit longer than he n- normally does after they lost to the to the San Francisco 49ers and that he was uh, on some levels involved in some you know planning and decision making as they knew they were going to lose Nathaniel Hackett um, this this feels like a this feels like a Denver made a really good move to put him in check and then you know, I don't know enough about, I, I know enough about uh, chess, but this does feel like a a reversal, almost like a checkmate. Or if you want to use the wrestling analogy, right? Like you got him, Denver might've had him pinned. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Green Bay's like, nope, got you exactly where I want you. Bringing back Tom Clemens feels like uh, this is what Aaron wanted. We're going to adjust the roster. We're going to bring back Devontae Adams. He's going to get a new contract. That's what it feels like. Look, I I totally understand if you watch the second straight Super Bowl of a quarterback getting out of their longtime home and in their new spot in their first year winning a Super Bowl. That's hard to compete against. Right. Because anybody sit there and go like, man, you know, Aaron Rodgers would just get to Denver Broncos or to, you know, pick other team. But, uh, you know. Aaron's still under contract. They don't have to trade him. They don't have to do anything. Devontae Adams, frankly, still under contract and can be franchise tagged. So the Packers do hold those cards. And when you listen to what Aaron said uh, at the uh, NFL uh, honors uh, dinner, you realize that whether he really... Thinks it or not, he sure is selling us that he actually loves his head coach. Like they have a really good relationship
1: <laughs> until the playoffs, when uh, when suddenly they can't do anything. I, I mean, uh, they don't they don't have good enough
2: players around him. That's that that's it. Like you take away Devontae, he's not he doesn't have a good enough. Uh, AJ Dillon got hurt, didn't have a good enough tight end. I love Mercedes Lewis, but he's not he's not. All these other guys have, you know, le- the big time quarterbacks have a legit tight end. He doesn't have one. Uh, no one else scared anybody. And they're playing the freezing cold. Nobody can, And then, you know, the, they get rid of what it what, what, think about that, what they did. They went and hire Rick Rich Passaccia, who is a very, a very well regarded special teams guy. Ask anybody in the AFC West and like, you know, Passaccia has been really well regarded. That, that's to fix their special teams. They go and get his longtime mentor and friend who he lost his mind over when they left in Tom Clemens and bring him back. This feels like this is all part of Aaron Rodgers saying like, look, if we're going to do this, let's do this right. Let's hire really good coaches and then we'll adjust the roster and let's run this thing back.
1: Well, look, now, now I have that visual Sean McVay yelling, run it back, like right, right next to me. That scares me when I hear it now. Uh, here's the thing about, about Rodgers. A couple of, couple of quick things is that Rodgers now, I wonder how much of this is, okay, if I get traded, they're sending me to the AFC. Right? Like there, there's people I've talked to that have said, listen, if they make this deal, they desperately want to send him to the AFC. Sure. and The AFC is loaded with quarterbacks. You want to go to the AFC West and it's Mahomes and Herbert, or, and then you get to the playoffs and it's Josh Allen. And, that's a really difficult thing because when you look at what's happening in the NFC, Brady just walked away. You have no idea what's happening with Kyler Murray in Arizona right now. He's unhappy and he wants more money, and I, I don't think the Cardinals are going to give it to him. Uh, I wonder how much of Rodgers is that, wait a minute, wait a a minute. Staying here is probably the path of least resistance to the Super Bowl because I could go in into the AFC and just get eaten up if I wind up with the wrong team and, and trying to get through the, some of those quarterbacks in the playoffs. Now Joe Burrow is a guy I got to get through. Uh, I don't know that I really want to do that. So maybe staying here turns out to be the right thing, and he sees that as part of how do I get to the Super? Even though we, we lost at home to the 49ers, um, yeah, I lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. So maybe this is better because if I'm losing to Jimmy Garoppolo, Hopefully, we can make changes where next season I can get past Garoppolo and Matthew Stafford and not have to worry about Mahomes and Herbert and Burrow and Josh Allen and whatever the Patriots wind up doing. Uh, this is the this is the better place for me to stay.
2: Yeah, it's. I just think it's really hard to know what 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 matters to him, what he wants. I do feel like you know he's got kind of a wandering spirit, you know, and he's he, he you know kind of path to discovering himself. I mean, obviously, the, there have been headlines that uh, his engagement is off. Is that because he's staying in Green Bay and she doesn't live in Green Bay and doesn't can't and doesn't want to live in Green Bay, uh, or is that because he has a wandering spirit and he doesn't love the commitment to it because he's been committed to a same football prog- football team for seventeen years? I I don't know. Um, I don't know if 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 a quarterback sits there and goes, yeah, you know, they have they have Josh Allen. Like, those guys are confident enough in themselves that they don't care who's playing quarterback on the other side. You know, you get me a good enough team, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win you a Super Bowl. I, I think I generally believe that's how most of those guys think. Like, I don't think Tom Brady sought out Tampa and said, well, wait, who's on their schedule and who's in the NFC? And yeah, okay, now that works. I think it was, you know, location-wise, they had talent. He had a, had a coach that would allow him to kind of do his thing. And it, you know, it all, and it was a completely different style than how he had how the, how the program was run when he was in New England. I don't think the rest of the conference really matters, uh, but there is the reality that there's no way the Green Bay Packers are trading him to anybody. At uh, first, I don't think they're trading him. Who wants to be the guys who traded Aaron Rodgers? Like, oh, you guys are the ones who traded Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, I don't. After he won an MVP, like, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Um, but well, I, don't, I traded I don't, Brett
1: Favre. They do things differently. I mean, yeah, they do it Brett, differently. Well, the
2: Brett Favre thing was different, right? Like, let's contextual. Let, let's give context to it. Brett Favre thought about retiring for two consecutive years. Then he did retire. And then he's like, You sure? Yep, I'm done. Okay, Aaron Rodgers' team. And then Brett's like, You know what? I want to play again. Like, dude, we already gave the team to Aaron Rodgers. Can't do it. And then they traded him. That's not where we are with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is coming off of an MVP season. Okay, where and they're acquiescing to so many they, they go and get a wide receiver that he wants last year, you know, in, in uh Randall Cobb. Now they go and get Tom Clemens back. I have no doubt that going to hire Rich Pisaccia was probably uh they probably leaned on Aaron Rodgers in terms of, you know, who do you trust here because they were such a disaster in special teams? It's different than the Brett Favre one.
1: You wanna ensure That he comes back. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb here on the Dan Patrick Show. If you want to ensure that Aaron Rodgers comes back, hiring Tom Clements is great. Trade Jordan Love. Trade Jordan Love because that accomplishes things, uh, two different things. It's like, like double meanings for trading Jordan Love. If you trade him, you are admitting if you're the Packers, hey, we were wrong. And being wrong means we were wrong about him as a a prospect because, look, clearly you hear people, you, you hear stories in the Packers, look, he's not ready still. This is two years going on. We traded up to get him in the first round. Okay, he's a sunk cost. We're admitting that we were wrong about him. But you're also admitting, hey, Aaron, we were wrong to try to push you out. You know, we, we drafted Jordan Love to take over. We, we expected this to be the year, and it didn't work out for him. You've won two MVPs. This is them saying, Aaron, this is about as sorry as we could say we are, without having to have a press conference saying, we're all here to say we're sorry. Wearing T-shirts that say, Aaron Rodgers, we're sorry. This accomplishes both of those things. And, and if you're the Packers, you don't have to worry about blowback on it, because look, first-round picks don't work out all the time, right? There's guys that get waived after their first couple of years for many different reasons. It's more high profile because of what happened. And then Aaron Rodgers, who took on the Packers and threatened to leave and threatened to have changes. So I think there's a little bit more involved with Favre than than that. But if, if, if you're moving on from him, whatever you get for him, you get for him. And Packers fans and, and pundits are going to say, well, hey, they made the move to, to move on from him. They realized their mistake and now what they have as a result is Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback there for the next three or four years. And he'll get a new contract. He'll get some money. And, and, and this is how it's going to work out. Because can he really leave after you trade love? After, hey, we're going to bring in Tom Clements. We're going to get rid of Jordan Love. Everything we've done for you, Aaron, now. Now can he really still say, no, like it, I want out? That's 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 like the big pressure point that would get him to absolutely commit and stay.
2: I don't think I I think the idea of pushing him out is not accurate at all. I I, I just don't. I think they protected themselves against what the Dolphins have gone through. The Bills went through all these teams that have great quarterbacks. You go back three seasons ago, and though I thought he had a pretty good year, many people were saying, you know, he's kind of declined some. He doesn't like being there. And, and Jordan Jordan Love was this was supposed to be he was supposed to be a couple years away, and then Aaron Rodgers you would ex, you would have expected his skills to have eroded at the time he wasn't all in on the program, and he's completely come around. I, I I thought it was actually a smart kind of safe sort of pick, and I do think that because there's so few highly touted prospects coming out of this year's NFL draft, it wouldn't stun me if they could get close to a second for him, which is which is not exactly pennies on the dollar, right? He, he did. He has trained under Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I don't, or, or do they keep him? Um, could they? Yeah, of course they could. Of course they could. If they re-sign Aaron Rodgers to a new deal where there's three years. Now, at some point in time, they're going to draft another quarterback. You have to draft another quarterback. And, oh yeah, by the way, just for anybody who doesn't pay attention, ask anyone inside NFL front offices that has a star quarterback. And I, I know I have a friend who was in, uh, was in Indy when Peyton was there, they would draft a guy in the sixth round and Peyton would be like the first call the next day. Like, who is this guy? You know, they're, <laughs> they're all like that. It, they, whether, I mean, it's, it's just like, you know, actors and movie stars and people in our business. And some of the most talented people are some of the most insecure people. And they worry about things that don't have anything to do with them. Uh, but that's, that's kind of human nature, if you will. So, I, I do. I think they could trade Jordan Love. Yeah, I, I think. And I think this is a pretty good year to do so in the draft. Um, but I think, you know, you got to have there's got to be a succession plan at some point in time. If that happens, it would coincide with a contract extension to Aaron Rodgers, w- w- which would put all this to rest. And that's probably what they do in order to navigate the cap and keep Devontae Adams and go out and get some more talent.
1: See, I, I'd be with you in a vacuum, but, but here's why I disagree, is that not all quarterbacks are made the same. Some quarterbacks are okay with having the young guy, okay, look, I'm going to help him, I understand, this is how it works, I'm going to play until I can't play anymore, and then this guy's going to take over. Other guys get mad. Look at what happened with Brady and Garoppolo in the Patriots. They directed Jimmy Garoppolo, oh, this is not happening. Uh, Bob Kraft, you got to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo gets dealt, Brady gets pissed, and he winds up leaving and wins his last Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Uh, I think you have have to know the, 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 the makeup of your quarterback to know that this guy's okay with it. This guy's not okay with it. This guy's not okay with it, but it might be able to motivate him. You get into a, a dicey situation there. Where it's like, okay, I get that you want to have your next quarterback on the roster, but that's not always good for the quarterback you have there. And here are the Packers who can look back and say, okay, well, did we succeed? We had Aaron Rodgers the last two years. He's won two MVPs. We had home field advantage in the playoffs, and we couldn't get to the Super Bowl and now we have to worry about remaking our relationship with our quarterback and giving him a ton more money, and, and hopefully this is going to work. But, but overall, it's, we've gone through a lot of stuff, and here we are basically the same place we were two years ago.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it's a really good – I think they're a much better football team than they were two years ago. I think they need, I think they need a little bit of help. Their offensive line hasn't been good enough. Um, obviously, not having David Bakhtiari all year that 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 helps change things, and he needs another guy or two. He needs a tight end. He needs he needs a tight end, and he needs another guy or two. I, I don't know if Odell Beckham Jr. would have would have worked, uh, but that would have been a swing that you might have wanted to take. Now, kind of in hindsight, because they need a, they absolutely need another playmaker in addition to fixing the offensive line. But I again, I, I think that it, it was hard to tell where the signs were pointing, pointing when you're watching that NFL awards, right? Because there was a certain nostalgia, a certain 17 years. On the other hand, when you talk, hear people talk about what's happening in Green Bay and then you see them hire Tom Clemens, who Aaron Rodgers has an immense amount of respect for, you feel like, and you hear him saying, I'm going to make this decision quicker. I think he's staying. I, I really think he's, I, I'm going to say it. I think, I think he's staying.
1: Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. And speaking of staying, hey, you talked to Daniel Jeremiah earlier this week on your show, and DJ says, uh, this is going to wind up being about the money. Let's hear from it's Daniel Jeremiah. We see
0: a lot of people around the league, and the expectation from everyone I talk to is that Aaron Rodgers is going to get a new contract in Green Bay, and he's not going anywhere. That If there's a quarterback leaving Green Bay, was more likely to be Jordan Love than Aaron Rodgers. So... That's kind of the expectation from the, from the guys that I talk to.
2: As Daniel Jeremiah earlier on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. See the biggest stars live on HBO Max. Catch Max Original Peacemaker starring John Cena, and don't miss the HBO Original Winning Time: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. I can't wait to see that one. Discover all this and more HBO Max for just nine ninety nine a month.
1: The, have you seen the previews for it? It, it yes.
2: looks insane.
1: It looks absolutely insane, the previews for that show. Yes. Mm. Uh, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Coming up next, we got Charles Robinson from Yahoo stopping by. After everything we've seen this week, is Tom Brady really retired? Uh, maybe not. That's
0: next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of The Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Fox Sports Radio, The Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Friday. Had a big conversation a few minutes ago, Doug and I, about the future of Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love in Green Bay. Joining us hotline to help us break down that and more. Senior NFL reporter for Yahoo. You can follow him on Twitter at Charles Robinson. That is at Charles Robinson. It is the aforementioned Charles Robinson. What's happening, man? Happy Friday.
0: How are you guys doing today?
1: Here, and then we'll get into the, uh, the Brady and the Rams stuff. Um, Tom Clements back, Aaron Rodgers' preferable quarterback uh, coach. Right. Packers seem like they're trying to mend fences. I talked about, hey, you trade Jordan Love, that would cinch Aaron Rodgers comes back. Maybe it's about a new contract. What are you hearing?
0: Honestly, if it was a situation where, you know, he said, I'm out and, you know, for everybody would, you know, I mean, there'd be probably 10 teams, maybe a dozen, that, that would make a call. Um, now, that said, the pack, from what I understand, old Rodgers, like, look, Devontae Adams isn't going anywhere, um, If we have to tag him, we will do that. Um, in terms of a contract, we can set it out enough with voidable years that, you know, basically Rodgers would, if not be the highest paid quarterback in the league, he'd be right there with Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, they, they've, as far as from what I've been told, like the plan has been in place and presented to him in terms of what can be done um, to not just maintain the current roster as it is, but, you know, tweak it in ways where they can potentially get better. Um He's just taking his time, <laughs> and I think, I think we're all headed to the combine the end of this month. Um, I, I really truly believe we're going to have word um, going into the combine because Rodgers knows that if if he decides he doesn't want to fight, um, they have to be able to make their moves sort of at the combine with all the off the you know record conversations. So, um, I'll only say the one thing: be generous with the front office, which was something he. He refused to do prior to this, you know, to to repeatedly say that he feels like they're listening um, to when he accepted Lace MVP. uh, It's I think quite a bit has been mended between those two, but that still doesn't guarantee he's going to return.
2: Okay, what about what about Mahomes? Mahomes is interesting because super Week, I talked to a lot of people and they said, you know, no one has an issue with Mahomes but his brother, the fiance, it's just a lot of kind of nonsense and noise off the football field that, that, that bothers him, that, that, you know, that with his rise to superstardom, Pat has maintained the same guy, but others around him have become more prominent. And some in the organization aren't super fond of that. Have you heard the same?
0: Um, (laughs) look there's clearly a profile there um you know for his brother and his wife um you know you just talk about whether it's tiktok i mean basically social media platforms um they're both a known commodity you know they're both their own you know they they have their own sort of setup on social media and obviously there have been some moments you know the the playoff moment where uh some people got sprayed with champagne and that became a whole big thing where you know his wife felt like, hey you know why are people constantly attacking me for you know when I'm just living my life or whatever i look there's there's no doubt that there's been a lot of talk about his his brother and you know his wife and the social media stuff and all that. I have no clue whether or not the organization would get anywhere near stepping into that um you know, I think they just kind of treat it like, Hey, it's a private thing. It's his family. It's not anything that, you know, they're, they're going to inject themselves into. So I, I don't know, man, I don't, I I can tell you, there's no question that it's noticeable. um, But at the same time, I think you tread lightly when it comes to, you know, things like that. But every, I, I notice, I see a lot of focus, particularly when they're out in, in the public, um i see a lot of clips that end up rolling through my timeline at some point where if they're at a basketball game or they're at you know if they're they're out doing something socially together there's certainly a lot of spotlight on it and a lot of nitpicking um that comes along with it i just don't know if you're a team how do you really how do you really engage in that you know i don't know how you tell someone how to manage you know the people around them or or whether or not they even feel that's their place
1: Yahoo! NFL insider Charles Robinson, our guest here on Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb. All right, so uh, from – Patrick Mahomes, let's go to Tom Brady, Charles. We just watched the week that was. Brady retired a couple weeks ago, had a chance to shut the door on resuming his career, and he said, ah, I never say never. Okay, now suddenly we're, we're aflame with Brady is coming back, has a chance to do it earlier this week on his final podcast of the year with Jim Gray, and says, I'm just taking it one day at a time. Is Tom Brady really retired? Because I, I think if he wanted to really be retired, he would have shut the door on it.
0: I thought Romo, Tony Romo said something that was really fascinating when this all came down the pipeline. Romo was like, this guy, you know, he, I'm paraphrasing here, but he sort of suggested, like, I could see this guy pulling a Jordan where he steps away and then, and then decides to come back. Now, I think Tony Romo had a longer timeline. Like, I think Tony thought maybe he sits out a year and then he decides, you know, hey, I want, I want to come back. But he basically made the point that, um, this, this is just sort of who this guy is. And Tony was like, it's not like Tom told me anything, but I know him. And and, and Tony was approaching it from being someone who stepped out of the game, you know, who left. And the feelings that you have and, and knowing that Tom leaving at the top, at the peak, is going to afford him that opportunity to think, hey, you know, I could still come back and do this next year. And, you know, there's, there's going to be no shortage of people, you know, surrounding the Buccaneers organization that want me to come back into the fold. Um, I I guess the one thing I would say is someone once told me about the NFL, they compared it to a train and they're like, you know, when you get off that train, you either get it off, you get off yourself. Most of us are pushed off, but once it leaves, yeah, there's the a certain emptiness. It's really hard to watch it leave. So if you still have an opportunity to get back on, and it was interesting because he was talking about Parcells and what all the women Parcells kept returning to coaching. And you know, he said, if you still have an opportunity to get on, he's like very few of us don't take that opportunity. And I thought about that with Tom. So I look. I think I still think there's a chance that that he suits up next year. They take the entire off season, and I will bet you, you know, the team, you know, regardless of what they do at quarterback, and they're going to poke around with other quarterbacks. They'll they'll check back in early July <laughs> and say, hey, you want to show up for camp?
2: I, you know well, I think what's going to be most interesting. Charles Robinson joining us. Jason Smith, and Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan Danette, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, is uh, the 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 retirement uh, possibilities of McVay, which obviously aren't happening, and then of course of, of Aaron Donald. This is I mean, this is like anything. It's about money, right? I mean, it's of
0: course, yeah. I mean, come on.
2: So 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 what's well first? What's the number for Aaron Donald because his contract. It basically, it, it, all the the in this country, he still got three years, but all that money was up front first three years. Now it's like a yearly deal. What's the new number look going to look like?
0: Yeah, I mean, so here is the deal. Like like Donald, the reality is, like you said, it's there is two things. Number one, he's the fifth highest paid defender in the league. Okay, but it's not just that. He's got three years left in an era where we're going to see the salary cap the next three years really take some big leaps. Okay. Um, he very easily could have been defensive player of the year this year. I mean, it was, it was he and T.J. Watt. It was pretty close. And to, Like when I made my own calls, there were a lot of people who were like, look, realistically, Donald, every year I could tell you that <laughs> Donald's defensive player of the year, you know, the guy worthy of, of you know breaking that plateau for, for a defender. Um, I, I think the number is you know, the highest-paid defensive player in the league, and I think the Rams have to look at it and go, okay, he's got three years left. Um, let's figure out a way to augment the salary. You know, basically just redraw the terms so that he's the highest-paid um, defender, and defensive player in the year. You know, uh, every single year. Because if he plays out those last three years, he's probably going to be, I don't know, outside the top ten by the end of that deal. And I think he'll he'd be 34 at the end of that deal. That's not when you're like, hey, I'm going to get another. Con-. I mean, maybe him. Like he's he's like an absolute. I've never seen a player like him before, so it's possible, but I just don't see that next huge bite of the apple being there at 34. It's there now. Uh, that's why I think this retirement stuff pops up all of a sudden is you got to look at the money. Same with McVeigh. You know, this whole idea of McVeigh. McVeigh needs to be in the territory where Sean Payton was, where Bill Belichick is. I mean, you're talking, you know, 12, 13, $14 million a year. I think he's at got like eight and a half now, I believe, if I'm correct. So, um, you know, this is just, these are people, you know, earned the bump and we're heading into an off season where the Rams are going to have some work to do, but some of that work's going to have to be making sure that, you know, Aaron Donald, here's the thing too about Donald. I would say this Donald is the rare guy who got paid and he got, he obviously massive deal when he cut a six year deal, but then went out and did what? I mean, overperformed. He almost, I remember we were like year one and his his extension and there were people in the league who were like, he's already outperforming that that deal. like he's, he's exceeded it already. You never hear that, and yet that's what he's given the Rams the last three years. He's
1: on Twitter, at Charles Robinson. That is at Charles Robinson, senior NFL reporter for Yahoo. Check out his big-time Super Bowl podcast up there as well. Again, on Twitter, at Charles Robinson. Charles, as always, appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Be safe.
2: Uh, the best, Charles Robinson, joining us here on the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so, um, what do you like? It's interesting. We do this all the time. We're we're gonna sit here and go, oh, well, the Rams are the favorite to to go repeat because they got Aaron Donald back and like. They they weren't the favorite. They weren't the one seed. They weren't the best team. And that division is stacked. I don't know what Seattle looks like next year. The Arizona thing is interesting. Next year with Kyler Murray, what, what what that what that looks like. But it's it's fascinating that we because you win that last game, how many people forget about all the other like? There's a reason they had to go on the road in order to get back to get back. You know, to get back to L.A. and play in a home Super Bowl and play a home, they had to have things go with their favor to play an NFC championship game.
1: Well, I look at it differently. Who's in their way? Right, because you, I look at the AFC and I go, boy, look, look at that, look how loaded it was. We had the Bengals beating the Chiefs, and boy, the Bengals getting back next year. And you talk about all the teams that are really, really good. I mean, the Bills were, you know, just a just a hair's breadth away from being that team. The Chiefs are still going to be really good. Look, the Chargers are on the way up. The Titans won twelve games this year. They're getting Derek Henry back now. Burrow is really good, but you know, the Steelers are going to reload at quarterback. Look at the NFC, and I go. Who's really in their way? The Cowboys or the Cowboys, right? They're going to do this every single year. They're going to win just enough, but they don't have enough money to spend because they give too much money to to too many guys at the top. They're too top-heavy. They're not going to be a real threat. The Packers, this is their second year in a row they lost at home in the playoffs. And and if you can't do it then, when are you going to do it, right? Tampa Bay just watched Brady walk away. The Saints are replacing a quarterback and a head coach. And in the West, the Cardinals are good, but are they better? And, And as you talked about the Murray drama, the Niners are good. But they're going to be replacing replacing the quarterback this year. The Seahawks, who knows? They, you know, they were under under five hundred last year. I just don't see a team right now who's in their way. You know, I mean, look clearly as things change in the offseason with trades and signings and free agents. I, I don't see a team that I can say, boy, yeah, that's who that's who the Rams have to worry about next year.
2: No, I mean, I I think I mean obviously the the Niners have dominated them up until you know this, this last game. I I don't know what they look like with Trey Lance, but. Anything you can say about Aaron Donald, which is fair. He's a great player. You could probably say about Nick Bosa, who's a, a plays a different different role in a different position, but similarly dominant and effective. Like Nick Bosa is a game changer and the Niners you know nearly went to the Super Bowl on, you know, he and Debo Samuel and some of their like Fred Warner and some of their other they they got dudes. Niners aren't going anywhere. They're gonna they're they're gonna be around for for a while. I, I do I'm not a big McCarthy guy. I do think the Cowboys are close. I, it's fun to see them lose. They're close. If the Packers, you know, if the Packers uh, have Aaron Rodgers, they're right there. Um, the NFC South is the one that's fascinating, right? You could you could make the case for the last couple years. Uh, there have been times in which it's been the best or among the best divisions in football. But you know, Cam aged out and couldn't throw a football, and they 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 hit refresh and they're somewhere in their rebuild. You know, I don't know what the Saints look like in terms of their offense. I would, You know, do they bring Jameis back? What, what does that look like without Sean Payton? Don't know about Tampa, Atlanta. You know, they, they feel better, but not great. I don't know. So I'm, I'm with you in terms of totality of the NFC. is not the totality of the AFC, but there's going to be some quarterback movement, and I would guess that some of that changes. And, you know, as we've seen, when guys move, You know, less than 50% of the time it's even successful, but it has given us our last two Super Bowl champions.
1: Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick today. We'll have more NFL on the way, but coming up next, there is a basketball book spreading takes and new opinions of Coach K like wildfire. We break it down coming up next right here. Jason and Doug, Fox. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Thanks to Charles Robinson stopping by a few minutes ago, talking NFL with us. We'll have more NFL coming up in about 15 minutes as the latest in the Rams still on big Super Bowl overload. Doug Gottlieb partying shirtless with Aaron Donald. Uh, But... Uh, look, this big book that's come out or that, that is coming out in the next few days, gotten a lot of advanced press, a lot of great stories about Coach K. Ian O'Connor, a uh, longtime New York insider writer, you know, writes New York newspapers and has a big book on Coach K. And so far, some of the stories coming out of this book are are pretty big. And sometimes you get books that come out and you go, oh, okay, what's really in this? But we're learning a lot of new things about Coach K. You know, Doug, the last couple of days we found out that, hey, LeBron asked Coach K to talk to Kobe after he was taking too many shots in the Olympics back in 2008, and, and Mike Krzyzewski had to have that conversation with him, and the Tommy Amaker-John Shire debate where Tommy Amaker could have been the next head coach of Duke, but Coach K said out it would be kind of awkward because you've been away from the program for so long, so John Shire is going to get the gig. You know, what, what are you taking away from some of this stuff that you've seen so far?
2: Well, I mean, if we work backwards, I'm actually getting a chance. I've never been to a Duke game at, at Cameron ever.
1: Real? And all the st- all the games you've done, you've never, do- you've never been to or done a Duke game.
2: No, at, at, Cameron. at at Cameron, at Cameron, right? You've never yeah. been there. Wow. So, no, so, so I'm going. Okay. So, I'm, so tomorrow, uh, I'm going to call the game with uh, Spiro Adidas. We're going to do Westwood one. we We'll beat him at at Duke, and hopefully Coach Case healthy enough to coach. Remember, he uh, they played and beat Wake Forest on a tip dunk earlier this week and he didn't coach in the second half. John Shire did. Um, I actually completely understand what he's saying with Tommy. You know, the idea that like, look, I've been here since 97. We kind of have a thing here. Like I I don't, I don't think his excuse in the awkwardness of John Shire and what he told him. I I don't think that's the right way to handle it. Like if you just tell Tommy Amaker, like TA you're good at Harvard, Uh, you know, we got this thing kind of rolling Shire's got a new a whole new recruiting class coming in like uh, this is what I want to do you know the, the truth hurts and stings right away but it's easier to take over time whereas now Tommy is like really you're not having me there because it'd be awkward with John Shire staying as the head assistant like that doesn't and I'm sure that Tommy if he took over will want to do his own thing as well um so I don't I don't love that what I what I do like is that where people are finally learning what, most of us inside basketball know that Mike Shashevsky is not the angel with his words that some would believe. Remember, one of the things that he has the benefit of is the cameras are at his back, and because of where the cameras are, that that arena is a lot like the one I played in Oklahoma State, where it's a little bandbox, and so basically you're I like, got like a ceiling cam, so the cameras always focused on the court, whereas some of these cameras. They face the benches, and you can see when coaches are more demonstrative. Like last night, I was watching Michigan take on Iowa. Michigan came from behind and and ends up getting a big road win. But uh, Juwan Howard got a technical foul in the first half, but it's the cameras picked him up saying "b.s." twice. Only he didn't. He said the full you know word "b.s." twice, and ultimately got himself a technical foul. So the fact that Mike Shishovsky loves dropping an mf or And that I think it's amazing because that's what it really sounds like to be around college basketball from, from my perspective. There's a lot of realness to it. Um, but I think it's good. Gonna be, is this going to be ahead. a different? Are we
1: going to have a different opinion of Coach K after this book? Because already What's the your Amaker opinion, stuff Evan? is re, it, What's Well, your look, that, that that's what. Look, he has run a program that is beyond reproach for you know the better part of three decades, and he always does it right, and he does things the right way, and he makes the only thing I know that really upsets him is when fans storm the court. He gets really, really mad at that for some reason. He hates when fans run on the court. Are we going to learn more about him that's going to change our opinions of? Okay, maybe he's not an angel boy. Maybe I wouldn't have handled things that way and he come, he comes back down to the pack a little bit and, and isn't as much of hey it's Mike Shashevsky and everybody else
2: I, I think if you thought of him as a, a saint it will, it will give you some negativity to that opinion I think if you didn't think he was a real human and had real human act, interactions and flaws and anger and got after guys and uh, then I think you'll like him more because I, you know, I, I think you'll like him more. I think you'll, you'll find that, look, th- there's going to be a lot of, I, I don't think that Krzyzewski's, uh, Krzyzewski himself is disliked. I think it's most of our portrayals of him at times are disliked because we don't have, we don't tell, tell you the real story, what it's really like. And... And, and I think most people see through that. I think this will tell you what, what he's really like. I think he is a mind manipulator, he, but he's also a relationship guy, right? Where he, he he gets to know these guys. That's what college sports is about. You have to, the, the, the best, here's the best way to ex- express it. And I'm going to credit my brother. I don't know where he got it, but he said something to me a long time ago, and it stuck, and it's true. Jason, what business are you in? Sports. Wrong. You know business you're in. People business, right? Mike in the people business as well. He's a basketball coach. He's in the people business. I'm in it. You're in it. We're all in it. Hey, okay? how you relate and deal with people? You work with a partner who's your best friend. Okay? If you guys don't have a good working symbiotic relationship, the show doesn't work, right? If you and I can't get together, we can't be guys and talk on the phone for exchange texts before the show. It doesn't work, you know. And it's the same thing with Mike Shashevsky. He's in the people business, and he's great with with all levels of people—younger people, older people, boosters as well. Uh, Look, and he handles them all differently. But I, I think that's what you'll walk away. Thinking. If you're again if your view is he's beyond reproach as a human being, he's some saint, he never curses, you know, he's he you know he's he, he holds a bible in his hand and he just tells the boys to go out there and give it your darndest and try your best. Well then you're gonna have a different opinion walking away. But if you want to know how this dude has survived in a vicious game of sharks for fifty years and been the most successful collegiate and international coach of our lifetime, read the book and I think you'll walk away going like, you know what? He's kind of a real dude, he's got some fly- but i I like how he gets after guys
1: fox sports radio jason smith doug gottlieb in for dan and the danettes there it is uh the latest on the book with coach k uh coming up next we're gonna get into big time a story with the los angeles rams who have been pretty bereft of controversy doug until well yesterday (laughs) everything was going great Then the Matthew Stafford video gets out, and suddenly things are changing. So we get into that coming up next right here. Doug at Gottlieb Show. I'm at How About a Fresca. We're in for Dan and the Danettes today. This is Fox Sports Radio.